Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Xbox Newscast Podcast. I'm the host, Coat Eastwood, and I am here with two very special guests. I've got Benji Sales, and I've got, uh, let me mute this. There we go. That kind of threw me off, but hey, I'm new with this. <laughs> I've got Benji Sales, a games analyst on social media, and I've got Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio. Welcome hello. to the show, guys. How are you doing? Uh, hello. Thanks. Hello. thanks. Thanks for for the for the invite, man. Uh, I'm excited, you know, very excited. I'm a big fan of you, uh, Cole. I've been always reading your tweets and Benji too, man. Both of you guys, I'm a huge fan of you guys. So can't wait, can't wait for us to have our first conversation about games, right? Yeah, same That's here, cool. same here. I'm super excited about this. So let's start with Benji Sales, uh, a guy who kind of came out of nowhere and started <laughs> uh, filling the social media space with all kinds of news and information and. Uh, analytical data for all us hungry gamers who can't get enough <laughs> talking. Uh, let us know like where you came from, uh, what egg you hatched out of, and how you came to be. <laughs> yeah, so for a lot of people, I did kind of come out of nowhere. Um, but I'd, I've actually been doing this kind of thing for a really long time. It's just been uh, before this it was primarily just on forums. Like I wasn't a guy that was out there, you know, like on Twitter and YouTube. So for a lot of people that weren't down on, you know, smaller forums, they, they looked like I came out of nowhere. But yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, it's kind of just been like a, a passion of mine ever since I was a teenager. You know, I've always loved video games, of course. But then really, once I became a teenager, I kind of fell in love with like the data and like analytical side of things and uh, spent years and years on forums just talking about that and then eventually i was like you know what i want to branch out and start posting this stuff on twitter and youtube and yeah i've had a really fun couple of years doing that now awesome awesome so uh it's come up for quite a while like you're, you're at uh twenty three thousand followers or something like that i don't remember yeah. the number exactly but something um, like that yeah 23 close to 24 or something like that <laughs> i don't keep track <laughs> <laughs> but but what's the uh what was the 
what was the catalyst? Like, what was the big change? Like, because you, when you start off in this community, you know, who, who knows you, who's going to listen? Like, what was mm. it that you felt was like your big springboard? It, it started for me, like really right off the bat, kind of fast. And a big part of that was the support from like people that were on forums. That's like how I got my first rush of followers was, you know, people that just knew me from forums following me on Twitter. But then it did take, you know, a little bit. It was more of a slow build that first, you know, I would say year or so. And then uh, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you. It just kind of started snowballing. I would just post you know, tweets about, you know, random game sales performance or some NPD results and mm -hmm. people started sharing and it just kind of ran, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of got lucky to be perfectly honest. I chalked some of it down to luck for sure. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt to be uh, trying to grow in this space while new consoles are launching. That's another right, good yeah. thing. Good hey, Astray in, Astray in the uh, chat says a super chat says, Hey Colt, great show. Teppanyaki. That's our, uh, <laughs> that's our little inside joke for uh, <laughs> great food over in Australia is where Australia gaming comes from. They call it teppanyaki. We call it hibachi over here in the States, or at least where I live. But we've got also on the show, somebody who's been in the gaming industry and gaming community for like a decade or more, uh, making big waves. Danny, uh, tell us all about your meteoric rise to fame and, and everything yeah. that you've done. Yeah, give us a, give us a lowdown. Yeah, so uh, for those that don't know, I've been podcasting for a very long time. I started internet radio in 2001, just as an experiment. I did it uh, during the Sega Dreamcast days for Fantasy Star Online. Did that for a while. And actually, I went to the launch, the original launch for Xbox and also GameCube in, in New York City. So I was there. Uh, there's a photo. You see me online playing uh, Fusion Frenzy with Bill Gates. <laughs> at, oh, that is Russia. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I got to I got to meet the whole team. Uh, Jay Adler, the, the old old school uh, uh, crew uh, from during that time. So years later, I launched uh, Gamer Tag Radio in 2005. And now we've been podcasting now for 16 years and over a thousand, over 1,100 episodes, man. So that is yeah, amazing. First, first gaming podcast to reach a thousand episodes, which is insane. So actually, Last year, we had Phil Spencer for our 1,000 episodes. That was a, a great conversation with him. And um, and then this year, I had uh, uh, Reggie Fizeme. He was the oh, former wow. president of, of Nintendo of America. Yeah, so that was that was an interview I've been trying to get for like a good decade or so. And, and Yeah, Nintendo he's not was an always, easy one to get. That's no, impressive. No, <laughs> no. Nintendo was always declining every single time. I'm like, oh, man. So... So then one time I just tweeted like, hey, man, I would love to have Reggie on the show. And this was right after the episode with uh, Phil came out. And he's like, hey, let's do it. I'm like, oh, man. So so that that's cool. Um, I had Peter Moore on the show many times when he was uh, when he was, used to work at Xbox and and then EA. And then recently I had um, a couple of years ago, we had a conversation about the 20th anniversary of the Sega Dreamcast. So we had like a 45, 50 minute conversation about everything behind the scenes. It felt good because now he doesn't have to deal with PR. So he could just be open and talk about all that stuff. So, so yeah, man. So yeah, I podcast with, with Paris Lilly and, and I know he was on the show a couple of weeks. All right. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and also Peter Toledo, man. So yeah, we've been doing it for a long time, man. So that's yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, you, you don't have to do much more. You can just, that'll be it. Right. Yeah. Got some take of the care big shots on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an impressive resume. He's, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, and it, you know it's crazy. That's not even that's like a couple people ready. Like I had mm -hmm. so many people on the show throughout the years. Like actually, 
back in December. I had Keanu Reeves on the show. Wow. Oh yeah, uh, I remember seeing some of that. That that was crazy. That was like super last minute. And uh, I'm trying to remember who else. I had Jay Adler also. Um, yeah, a lot of people. It's a long list. <laughs> long list, but yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun recording throughout the years, man. That's awesome. Eagles fan seventy six says, "Hey Colt, good to see Danny and Ben." Uh, with part is here, our hometown. Great show. Uh, I don't know, Benji. Are you uh, in his hometown? Whose hometown? <laughs> what Maybe. was the name again? Uh, Eagles fan seventy six. <laughs> so it's anybody's guess. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, uh, but if I am, sweet. <laughs> so uh, before we get into the topics, uh, the reason why we're all here is because we play video games like crazy. Um, I've been playing Mass Effect like like it's unhealthy right now. But uh, <laughs> let's start with you, Benji. What have you been playing? What has been filling your brain and keeping you busy uh, in the gaming sphere? Mass Effect Legendary Edition. <laughs> yes. For sure. I've been playing a ton of it. So uh, I finished Mass Effect 1. Uh, I'm playing Paragon, of course. I can never bring myself to go Renegade. <laughs> like anytime I play that game, I always go Paragon. I think you're going Renegade, Colt, aren't you? For the first time in like five yeah. playthroughs, yes. <laughs> and it's very difficult to hit yeah, that right sure. trigger. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm playing Paragon. I, I finished Mass Effect 1, uh, making my way through Mass Effect 2 right now. I'm pretty far. I'm pretty close to the end of Mass Effect 2. And uh, so I've been playing a bunch of that. And then Overwatch. Overwatch is like my go-to multiplayer what? game. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm an addict. I mean, I've put like 1,500 hours into that game. <laughs> I, mm. I am an Overwatch fiend. So a lot of Mass Effect, a lot of Overwatch. And uh, yeah, getting ready for... I guess Ratchet and Clank coming up next. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, GTR crew out here says Kesubi, Danny Hart. Thanks, Colt. <laughs> you got yeah. Some, of course, you got tons of fans out there. Uh, Eagles cool. fan says again. Dang it, it was autocorrect. It was Paris here in Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw when you said Paris is uh, yeah. you do the show with yeah. Paris yeah. was sharing pictures of uh, the Pikes Market, and uh, I haven't yeah. been up there in a while. It's since like a the tourist. Lockdown. He's a tourist. Right? He called me actually. He was hanging out with a, a friend of ours, man. It, it's cool. Yeah, because, dude, we, we've been working a lot. So it's good that we're taking a break from all this. And then E3 comes up and we're going to be all busy, you know. But it's it's good to see that he's traveling, doing this thing, man. Really cool. So E3 will probably resume in person, we hope, next year. Are you guys going to be there? I hope. Yeah, it, it all depends for me. Uh, I mean, I, I live here in, now in Los Angeles. I used to live in, in New York and Miami previously after, before that. Uh, but yeah, I'll go. It all depends how they have everything set up, you know. So right. yeah, I'll definitely will go. All right, if Danny, what give me you a badge? Playing? I'll go for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, so, what were you saying, Cole? What, what have you been playing? We've been playing Mass Effect. Don't let Mass Effect. Mass Effect for sure, one hundred percent. Also, Resident Evil. Also, Knockout City. I've been hooked in that like nonstop. That's why I haven't really finished Resident Evil or. Uh, <laughs> massive because i've been playing that non-stop and i mean there's a couple of games which i can't talk about now too that i've been playing too but uh Ooh. but yo knockout city whoo <laughs> that game is so good man <laughs> i love it so much and i'm glad it's, it's available on game pass too man so, I, i've installed it but i haven't even played it yet because of mass effect like what's so great about it give us the uh it's a th- dodgeball you know, mm-hmm. dodgeball three versus three. You could also do four versus four if you want. Uh, cause they, the the developers always um changing the the playlist, uh, matchmaking every day, uh, all the time, weekly I think. And um, yeah, so I've been playing that, especially with, with my girl. We've been playing that a lot. Actually, last night, 
she was on her phone uh, just playing uh, Knockout City, and she teamed up with me. And uh, we were playing like that, like nonstop. So I'm playing like the console, through, and she's playing. Uh, she's not, 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 not S Cloud, just uh, what is it, the uh, remote play from. Oh, okay. From, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's not available on S Cloud. I I'm not sure. I'm not 100, percent but, uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. So yeah, three versus three. Uh, there's balls around all over like the 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 level, but it's it's always random. So it might be like a, a triple ball. It might be a uh, a cage ball, which you throw that to to the opponent, and then they'll convert into a ball too. So you could either throw them out or use them to throw to like the other like the teammate. And so on. So there's so many things you can do in this game, man. But this <laughs> is so challenging. It's so much fun, man. So yeah, go check it out. It's really cool. You, you never know. Try it out, Cole. I, yeah, out. I will. I mean, but I don't even want to like move a, move Mass Effect off of my dashboard. I'm not like <laughs> so committed. Yeah. But it's yeah. crazy what games just take off and become massive hits. Like a little game, mm-hmm. like. And I think Knockout City is kind of a little game. And mm-hmm. then, you know, sometimes these little games just don't do it sometimes they do it's it's such a roll of the dice and um it's Uh interesting to see xbox is bringing these different big games small games medium-sized games into Uh game pass and then you wait for something to stick that is that's crazy i gotta play Uh it eagles fan 76 says again if e3 is back next year you guys going to judges in paris's versus call cook-off oh are you going to be judges (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) they're always talking about their uh their Traeger work workout. Oh right? uh, yes, yeah. Right. I'll, I'll be a judge. I'll be a judge for sure. I'll talk to my both of the food. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Benji? Hmm? I think I interrupted one of you guys. To, oh, it was to me. I was gonna say, um, like th- that's the thing I love about Game Pass. Yeah, you will discover a lot of indie games, double A games, and, and yeah, sometimes even big games, triple A games that I probably would have not purchase it in stores, but it's available in the service, and I just tried that out for sure, man. So. I, I truly love Game Pass so much, man. I discovered so many cool games today, man. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, Game okay. Pass is amazing. It's changed the way I've played games. Like, I try way more stuff than than I did before that I wouldn't be sure if I'd like it or not. Having that instant access, it's... Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> that is nice, yeah. Um, you guys think Game Pass is going to change the way that developers and publishers look at their games? And I mean, it, it's been changing throughout like recently has been changing a lot like even uh I, f- I forgot who it was that they were interviewing um he was talking about psychonauts 2 and he was saying that they don't feel the pressure now because they just could be creative oh yeah, some cool, cool. yeah so yeah. they, they interviewed him about about that and he's like yeah game pass will allow us to just do our thing we don't have to worry so much about like is the game's gonna sell in stores is it gonna be in the top 10 or whatever you know now now they're mm-hmm. just doing their thing, and I think more developers. We're gonna get we we're definitely gonna get to see that um, years from now. Once we see more triple AAA games uh, from Xbox Studios available on Game Pass, you're gonna see the the difference, man. Like now they're now the developers could take risk on on different things that mm-hmm. that they usually can't do, you know, because yeah. of that. You have that safety net, kind of like pre built in, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's just it's. Whenever you're making, especially I would say, especially for like a high budget game, you know, each one of those so much is riding on it because, you know, the production is so expensive. So having that, you know, kind of safety net that no matter what, you know, tons of people are going to be able to access your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's big. Yep. Yeah. And Great. you said, uh, Danny, you said that 
you were talking about double fine from Tim Schaefer. Like they feel like Tim Schaefer, they yeah. can do they can do their thing, right? And he mm-hmm. said that was so important. He made a joke on the E3 stage, Tim Schaefer. I actually got to meet him at E3 2019. This isn't a brag, but he was standing out <laughs> walking when I was with Ainsley from Season Gaming. And we're like, yeah. that's Tim Schaefer. So we went over and just pestered him. Hey, can we get a picture? So that's, that's like my, my version of meeting him. But what a great guy. But he said before the acquisition, you know, he's like telling Phil Spencer, right? Can we still make the games we want to make? Like, and you made that joke on stage. We don't want to make Forza Motorsport. We don't want to make Halo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Matt Booty was there and said, no, you can make the games you want to make. That kind of goes into the first topic that you said that because there was a little rumor that blasted out yesterday and was immediately extinguished that developers are leaving Bethesda because of the culture at Microsoft and Xbox. Did you guys see this all unfold on Sunday? <laughs> so what, one thing for me, I didn't want to watch the video because I was on YouTube because people were sending me links about that. I'm like, I, I, I'm not watch I didn't that. watch the video either. I yeah, saw it unfold on, on Twitter. Right, but, same, yeah. same for you? Yep. Here's the thing. People usually leave to different studios all the time. That that's always happens. You know, once they're mm-hmm. finished with a project, maybe they're going to continue with the studio. Maybe they want they find a better opportunity. That that happens all the time. Now, for someone to start this uh, fake news clickbait, whatever mm-hmm. online, just saying that but that's the left. A lot of people from there left because. Uh, Microsoft changed the culture of their studio, whatever. That's straight up <laughs> fake, man. Like, I, I don't know. That's the thing. People can't, people got to stop promoting these type of nonsense online because you're, you're helping that person spreading the lie even more and they're going to get more views. They're going to get ad, click, ad clicks and everything. So yeah, I refuse to promote that t- type of crap, man. You know, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but look, we're going to find out maybe now during E3, during their digital showcase, I know Xbox and, and Bethesda are going to have a uh, a conference together, right? That's going to be pretty cool. Like, it's going to be cool, man. I think um, overall, like, the stuff that they're planning to announce from now or show us, it's going to be exciting, man. It's a very exciting time, like, to be an Xbox fan, you know? But this type of announces, I don't, I don't promote this. <laughs> I really <laughs> yeah. don't. I really and don't. It doesn't even make sense, right? Like, like, even if you were someone that wanted to believe that Microsoft would pressure Bethesda that way, which I don't believe so at all, but even if you want to believe that, mm-hmm. it's been such a short amount of time. Like, you could never force a culture change that quickly in, like, really what's been a few months, right, since, like, they actually officially acquired them. So it's like, as soon as I saw this rumor popping up, I was like, this just makes no sense at all no on, sense. like, on any level. This is yeah. this is fanboy stuff, man. That that's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right the first up. thing I thought was, uh, how are they seeing a change in culture when they've all been working from home? They've barely even got into the full swing of working with Xbox and Microsoft. It, the mm-hmm. whole thing screamed uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and it was extinct <laughs> pretty quickly. One of the other problems in the community is uh, we attacked the messenger, and this person uh, that. Does it has a YouTube channel that reported it was something that he had heard, and yeah, it gets really super messy. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, let me find this here. Um, yeah, but my advice for those that are like just content creators overall, you know, do your research and be careful what you put out there, man. You know, I, I've been doing this for a very long time. Sometimes I get leaks, you know, uh, on a show. 
uh, we're very, very careful about that stuff on, for us. Like we, we don't like to spread stuff online that is not true. Now we do a lot of predictions just for fun, but mm-hmm. things like this, it feels like it's just to me, it's just tacky because this it will I get had- people all like hyped up just to do fanboy console work crap you know what i'm saying so yeah i had the same issue a couple of months ago i had heard from a really reliable source that dying light 2 was being partially funded by xbox and i reported that and then a couple weeks later found out that didn't happen people get really upset about that sort of thing especially when you're looking at a game not coming to your preferred platform and yeah it can be pretty rough uh jamardi jamardo says uh knockout city is the rocket league of this generation. Yes. Danny, you think so? 100%. And they even had a esports tournament yesterday for the first time of the game. Already? So they're moving. Already, yeah. They were streaming it on Twitch. Yeah. I was like, damn, that was quick. That was super <laughs> quick. Yeah. So uh, I, I, see the, I see the potential for sure. I know yeah, they've already had millions of players. Like, it's past millions really? already. Yeah, yeah millions. Yeah, uh, millions, yep. Oh. Sean the Bree says, you can start the show, Cold Eastwood. I'm here. Uh, a good friend of mine also <laughs> hung out with him at E3 for like three days straight. It's amazing. Hey, Ali486 says, okay, guys. He's asking. He's not going to ask me. He's going to ask Benji and Danny this one. Time to dream about new games and IPs. Choose one Xbox game studio and describe that new IP that you would like to see. Oh, mm. man. Ooh, Yikes. New IP. I, well, I, I I don't have to say a new IP, but I'll tell you what game I would like to see to come back. It's been so mm-hmm. long. It's been like close to 20 years. Is uh, Jessa Radio the series, oh. man? Oh, yeah. I, That'd be a big I one. Love, first of all, Jessa Radio Future, there's no way for us to play that. Like Unless you have the original console, that's the only way you can play it, right? And uh, it's been almost 20 years. And actually, a couple years ago, Sega had like a community event where people could vote like what IPs they would like to see to come back. And Jess said radio was number one. Wow. So mm. I, this, I've been saying this for a while. I think in the future, we might see some type of like announcement. And Jess said radio has a long history with, with uh like with Xbox, mm-hmm. you know? So I would love to see like an exclusive to come back, you know? Uh, and especially the past few years, the relationship with Sega and Microsoft has been really, Really, really good. close, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Fanny Star Online Two, with uh, Streets of Race Two available on Game Pass. Uh, you know, the Yakuza Yakuza mm-hmm. series, etc. So, oh, I would yeah. love to see a return from that man. That would be that would be amazing. And the new Fantasy Star Online Two New Genesis, which I played it multiple times already. Um, the official date is some somewhere around next month in June. So, don't be surprised if we either find out the date during the press conference of of xbox or they might say the game is available right now like you could just download it for pc and xbox that's something that i could see that happening too you mm-hmm. know so yeah so yep. just want to say that very long answer but <laughs> uh, capono 5150 great numbers on the end of that name says both yeah. plastic boxes are amazing and several explanation points after that no doubt benji what do you want to see be either revived or a brand new fresh ip from the uh 23 studios at xbox pick one you know for me I would love to see the coalition make a new IP. You know, I, uh, yes. I love, I love gears of war. Um, you know, I'm pumped for gear six whenever it does eventually come. But, uh, I think that they are extremely talented. Their games look amazing. I would just love to see what that, what that studio could do with a, you know, a totally different setting than what gears is. 
Um, you know, I don't really, I'm not picky about what that new IP would be, you know, let them be the creative choice and do whatever they want. But, uh, yeah, I would just love to see the coalition, you know, tackle something besides gear, still do gear six, but, but something else as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I feel like uh, gear six is almost coming to a close for their new trilogy and mm-hmm. they could make something else. And I also think they could hold off on gear six and put it out in five or eight years from now while they make something else, but who knows? I mean, you can dream with 23 studios. You can definitely sit and dream about what you want to make. Um, There was a little bit of controversy this week. Um, Borderlands three, a game. I don't know if people are still playing as much. Didn't hit as much as two for me, but Mm -hmm. there's a full cross play across almost every platform except for PlayStation. Benji, have you looked into this? I'll get to Danny in a Mm. second here, but you might've looked into the, the uh, details on this. Have you? Yeah, just a little bit, kind of some of the stuff that came out, you know, during the whole Epic and Apple case, you know, we got a lot of information out of that in terms of how Sony handles crossplay. My stance on this is, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I love that PlayStation does. I think they make some great games, but I can't defend them on this. I I feel like the industry is moving away from, you know, you you can only play on this platform. You you can't play Mm -hmm. with anyone else. You can't play with your friends, you know. We see Xbox moving the direction where, you know, they want you to be able to play with your friends on PC or on mobile or on Xbox or on PlayStation. You're seeing even, you know, a lot of PC more open up to crossplay. I just feel like the industry is moving away from, you know, you can only play with your friends on this one strip ecosystem. And uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. It it looks like Sony yet again is unfortunately blocking crossplay on a game or maybe not necessarily blocking, but you have to kind of do uh, the whole pay them scenario that they have set up. Okay. Uh, Danny, let me get to you here in a second. We've got a thousand people watching live. We're on YouTube. I've got Benji sales, the games analyst on social media, who's building a following. And I've got Danny Pena of uh, gamer tag radio. Who's on here on the show. And if you're listening after the factor on demand, we are on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts and Spotify and some other podcasts. You may not have tried out, but we're in your earbuds wherever you're mowing the lawn. Or uh, somebody said they were actually on the boat fishing, waiting for the show to start. So <laughs> you could be anywhere cool. and listen to, to guys like this. Let's talk about what they love in gaming. Danny, there is uh, there may be more more than one side of this story with crossplay. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that part of it has to do with some agreement going on with, with 2K? Have you looked into this? Not much because, like what Benji was saying about the the court case, a lot of the information came out where companies need to pay uh, to Sony in order to have crossplay. Like for example, I mentioned Knockout City, that is crossplay and also cross progression. So I could play PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch and PC. Yeah, so I play it normal, like it's fine, you know. But that's cool that I could actually play with other people in the community. They don't have to be xbox uh gamers i could play nintendo playstation etc right so it'll be cool to see something like that for for this man for for borderlands 3 man it, it helps out to make the the game still active and more people playing still you know so okay there's been games that i play that i go on and there's like nobody nobody's online you know so mm-hmm. having a crossplay helps out a lot man you know so to to just um match make with other other gamers online so it, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I, yeah, like you said, Benji, I, I can't defend Sony on this at all, man. This kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely the bigger games, uh, 
have crossplay. Like Fortnite's huge for mm-hmm. one of the one of the reasons might be because of crossplay. Everyone knows that wherever their best friend is, they can play whatever device. I mean, they're playing this thing on a darn phone. But uh, yeah. Carlos Alvarado says we need a Killer Instinct reboot. Killer oh, Instinct yeah. is one of the best IPs. It's I'm way in few- for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I 100% agree with that, man. That's almost a lot of fun. Uh, Jake, oh, holy smokes, J- Jake uh, Macheline said, Any of you guys do VR? I don't, but we'll ask these two. Resident I Evil do. 4 is going to, to VR. Hmm. Well, I tried VR multiple times, either at E3 or Friends House. I can't, I get so nauseous, man. I get so, mm. <laughs> so sick, I can't, but I did discover. A couple games, indie games, VR, and one of them was uh, Thumper. It, it was a, oh, yeah. <laughs> a PlayStation VR exclusive, and uh, I bought it for the PlayStation 4, bought it for Xbox, bought it for Nintendo Switch, and also for tablet. Like, I love that game so much. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I finished it, that game so many times, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's a rhythm based game. You basically just funded the uh, entire development team by buying yeah. it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I got to support. It's the same thing with uh, Streets of Rage that came out uh, last year. You know, I got it through Xbox, right? The Game Pass, but I actually purchased it on the Nintendo Switch. I just like to support, uh, you know, developers when, when they release co- cool games like that, man. Mm-hmm. And or get like lots of uh, gamer score and trophies in different places that you can, right? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> the test was no no achievements or anything like that. So, <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, yeah. I game VR. I have a, a PSVR. I'll be honest, I don't play the PSVR too much nowadays because I have an Oculus Quest Two, and uh, the Quest Two is pretty darn amazing. I'm a Beat Saber addict. Uh, I, nice. That's another game that I play like crazy. Love Beat Saber. Uh, pretty pumped to play Resident Evil on it. Yeah, that should be pretty fun. I was hoping Village would have a, a VR mode, but unfortunately not. Uh, not mm. yet. I mean, it seems like that. Didn't Seven have a VR mm-hmm. mode? Yep, yeah, Seven yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's coming. Uh, yeah, VR so is scary. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I stopped playing it to play Mass Effect. So that's another <laughs> game I have to get back to. Uh, yeah, it's funny when people complain about are there enough games right now? There's kind of even in the lull, there's too many games sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a VR fan, but this game looked cool. Uh, that's not VR. Did you guys see the uh reveal for Far Cry 6? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. get another Far Cry. But yes. uh, Danny, hit us up with your impressions. Did you sit and watch this and give it your attention? Yes, I'm excited. I'm ready to go to the Caribbean island, Jara, and dance <laughs> some salsa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to play this game. The game looks so good, man. And uh, I know the protagonist is called, uh, he or she is called uh, Danny Rojas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 So that, that's Wait, their you get, main character. You get to choose a, a male or a female? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, go, I'm going with a female. I'm going with a female Same. Danny yeah. Rojas. Yeah. I thought she her looked, voice actress was awesome. Yeah. She looked like a badass. Like, I'm ready to <laughs> use her. Did you, so. guys, did you guys get the idea that? your main character will step out in front of the camera for cutscenes, or were they just doing like a, a concept thing there? It seemed like they were showing that your main character will step out and be in cutscenes mm-hmm. like other games. Did yeah, you see I that? Think so. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Usually like first person for cutscenes, but it did look like they're going to start doing some third person cutscenes. Yeah. That's I, cool. Yeah. I picked the female for far cry five because they didn't let, allow you to do that before. But you're you're basically looking at arms and gloves, mm-hmm. so you don't get to have that connection, and and you don't really have much of a voice. Yeah. But uh, this yeah. does look really good. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a rumor 
a very thin stringed rumor that Xbox might try and grab this for Game Pass day and day. You think that's uh, outlandish? Well, here's something fishy that I found out the other day. So right, right after the game reveal, there was a live stream on the official Xbox uh, channel where they talked to the developers of Far Cry 6. So maybe there is a marketing deal or something. I mean, I don't know. There is a marketing deal, yes. Oh, there is? Also, yes. so so that's good. That's good. So so if that happens, I would love to see this on Game Pass. I will be freaking mm-hmm. wild if that happens. That would be crazy. Yeah. I also, I also think they usually do that for a service-based game that has legs online. But Benji, what do you think? Do you think this is uh, probably going to be debunked? It's, you know, it's one of those things. It'd be a possibility. I do think that we are going to see more, you know, AAA, even third-party games hit Game Pass Day 1. They had a lot of success with MLB The Show on that, and they had a lot of success with Outriders. So there's no way, you know, that they're just going to stop after that. Far Cry, to me, seems like it might be pretty darn expensive. Far Cry 5 was (laughs) an enormous seller. It sold so many copies. So it's not impossible but uh, Microsoft would definitely have to give a nice bag of cash to Ubisoft to make that happen. Yeah, they would. For sure. Yeah. Because this, this, game, this game comes out October 7th. So around October, this maybe Battlefield might be coming out around that time yep. too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, be, uh, be, after that will Halo. be Halo, Halo Infinite, September, maybe August, September, Psychonauts. I think that's like the right time to release it, in my opinion. If you want to release it before all the AAA games comes out, you know, to get that yeah. attention. But yeah, I think he, here's the thing. There's been rumors that we might see you play part of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing this now for, for months. That'll be so sick if that happens, man. Oh my Whew. God. That'll be a mic drop moment if that happens, man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of games. People don't even understand how big that could be. And that that is one of those rumors that is pretty plausible right now. And mm-hmm. if that's something true, that's something they, they might drop on E3. That's going to be a big deal. There's already a ton of games. Brigadier's yeah. Blue says, shoot, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> he said, always here to support my work. Loving XNC. Keep up the amazing work. We've got a, a little over 1,100 people watching live. And if you're listening awesome. uh, after the fact, because you did that because of uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on iTunes, and all that good stuff. I'm here with Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio and Benji Sales of Benji Sales, I guess you could say. <laughs> but he is, he is an independent games analyst who's making waves. And, of course, Danny Pena has been talking to the gaming community for well over a decade and has definitely made his mark uh, as a positive influence in the scene. And uh, it's always about a smile and enjoying the gaming community and the games we get to play. So uh, the next thing actually, uh, the next topic actually segues in pretty nicely because we're talking about Far Cry 6 is mostly a single player experience, but PlayStation has been talking about putting their big franchises on PC and making more games as a service games, even putting games to mobile so how do you guys see this we kind of have an idea of what playstation provides they provide the big cinematic single player experiences light on the multiplayer modes this year they've kind of actually had quite a few online co-op and online based games uh let me start with you benji what do you think the strategy is here for playstation to kind of break their own mold yeah so the way that i look at this 
I, I really don't think we're going to see a decrease in output of those big single player, you know, giant cinematic games, because that's really what they've built their brand on. Right. That's just what people have come to associate Sony and PlayStation with. But I think their goal is to expand, you know, more beyond that. This is more like additive than like pulling back on those single player games. I think they're wanting to just expand into multiplayer and service more because here's the thing, those, those single player narrative focused games, they're, they're huge sellers. You can make a ton of money, but those games as a service, those online multiplayer, you know, we've seen you just generate money for years and years and years with this. And Sony is a, as, as a brand, you can kind of tell as big as PlayStation is, you can see that they want it to be bigger, right? By going into PC, by now talking about expanding out into this multiplayer front. So yeah, I definitely think you're going to see more of this from them. You know, they've pretty much said that. We know that there's some form of The Last of Us multiplayer game coming. Um, the mobile is an interesting component here. I, I'm really not sure how they're going to tackle that. You know, I'm very interested to see their strategy on mobile. But I do think, you know, you're going to see a lot more first party stuff directly from their studios have multiplayer components and then also make some third party deals on this as well. All right. Okay. Danny, have you looked into this? What do you think about PlayStation and the PC? That's a good thing. That's more people that are going to get an opportunity to play PlayStation games that don't have a, a PlayStation 4 or 5, that even don't have an Xbox console. They only have PC, and that's it. This is an opportunity for them to play these games, man. I think that's awesome. I don't know why a lot of the hardcore PlayStation fans don't like the idea because you know it's been working for Xbox for years. Right, releasing all yeah. these mm-hmm. games, day one for for both. I remember the first time that happened was was uh, Quantum Leap. No, was it Quantum Quantum, Quantum Break? Break. Yeah. I'm like Quantum Leap. Wow, Quantum Leap would be an amazing game. Too. <laughs> that would be an amazing game. But was Quantum Break, and uh, it it got released both on PC and also on console, and that was a cool you know experiment. There was some bugs, of course. But now they, I feel like Microsoft has mastered that, you know, with Gears, with all these other games, especially with uh, Sea of Thieves, worked out a lot. And Benji, I know you always tweet about the sales. Mm-hmm. These games are always like in the top five, top three. You know, even with PlayStation, they release a game, it will always yeah. will pop up in the, the top of the chart. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not bad business. It's, it's good and. For the consumer side, that's an opportunity for them to try it out for the first time. And maybe this will influence them to buy a PlayStation 5 console because of mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. this is a I think is a good thing. Now with the mobile stuff, I don't know how that's gonna work. Are are there are like PlayStation planning to do like a streaming thing, or this mm-hmm. is gonna be like a an app where people just download the game and just play like that. I don't know how that's gonna work, but I'm very curious to see how's that how they can they're gonna release games through to mobile. I, mm-hmm. I think they might actually have some games that are built just natively for mobile. But looking at this, as I, I'm, I run an Xbox-centric podcast. And, of course, when you said, like, I don't know why people get up in arms about a game going from PlayStation to PC. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a major argument. It's a, big, a bragging right and a fight between the <laughs> platforms. Uh, when Xbox didn't have very many games, they were going to PC. And the PlayStation guys had held that over the Xbox guys that the exclusives were only on the PlayStation. The only, like it was an elite country club that for $400, you could be with the elite group and play yeah. the most amazing game. And, yeah. uh, you know, I got into the elite country club of the PlayStation 
um, <laughs> midway through the generation of the PS4, I, I'd actually had PlayStation before this, but when, when I bought my last PlayStation, uh, I think I spent $300 to get a used PlayStation and came with Uncharted 4. Like, it's really, it's the cheap entry to get into an amazing platform, but Xbox has been putting their games on PC and letting you play cross with your friends or move your save back and forth with ease, just a couple seconds of a, of a sync time. Uh, it's a, it's one of those things where, let me say something really controversial, Ooh, that uh-oh. Xbox, <laughs> Xbox <laughs> is the market leader in a lot of ways as far as what they're doing with Game Pass and how they're expanding their platform to PC, mobile, and streaming services, letting you feel like for the first time, your expensive $60 gaming purchases are totally ubiquitous, like your music and your movies. We never thought we'd be able to buy a $60 game uh, and be able to take it where we want and play it where and how we want. And I think we're seeing PlayStation follow a lot of those footsteps. And like Benji said, they don't need to. They're already the biggest platform. And they're just going to get bigger. And it's that untapped potential, right? Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. And and one thing I think that's really important to remember, um, you know, maybe for... Uh, some of the PlayStation fans that, that do get mad about this thing, you know, if you're that passionate about Sony, here's one thing to keep in mind. Um, three, four, three came out and they said how master chief collection on um, PC brought in new, more new players to halo. There's the franchise in general, more new players that were not familiar with halo. than I think they said like any game since like halo one, right? Wow, so it had, wow. it, yeah, it brought in like so many new people that just had no experience with halo before exposing them to that brand, getting them hopefully to love it. So if you were someone that's, you know, diehard PlayStation and I don't want to lose my exclusives. Well, maybe be happy that, you know, people that, never played horizon before never played days gone you know we'll get to experience that yeah i i actually got a dm the other day from a petition uh what do they call those those petitions that people put out change.org yeah, change.org <laughs> uh <laughs> saying no pc master race no putting your your playstation games on pc oh, and no. they were legit they said colt can you share this out because you have a following and i'm like hmm uh no because i believe that everyone because uh, I feel like even though Days Gone is at the top of the Steam list, it's still part of the PlayStation. It kind of yeah. takes away that exclusivity a little bit, but it's still a PlayStation studio. You're getting the PlayStation studio experience. Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's already at 60 frames on the PS5, but right now you can't get a PlayStation 5, so it's really smart <laughs> to expand that. Yeah, uh, yeah. 100% Spl- agree with you with that. Splatman says, uh, do you think it's crazy that I subbed a Game Pass? <laughs> but I buy some digital games, even though they are in the service. Ooh. I like to own them and I like to support the devs and Colt. I hope you read my name correctly. Dealer never does. <laughs> <laughs> Splatman. Did I get it right? I'm sure I'll see it in the, in the chat here in a minute. You're uh, not crazy, man. You're not crazy. I think, I think uh, you, you did the right thing, you know, yeah, it's and, awesome. you know, you don't have to, here's the thing. People have to also understand when you download a game through game pass, the, the studio is not losing money, you know. They they'll right. get some royalties from that too, you know. But if you want to buy an extra uh, extra copy, that will be a plus for 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 the developers too, you know. But I've done it many times, you know. So you know yeah, they were already crazy. paid, right? They were already paid, Danny, to to get into the service. Yeah, like when when Xbox when Sarah Bond, who's leading the Game Pass charge, when she says, "Hey, would you like your game in Game Pass?" They say, "What's the deal? How much?" And they and they agree on something. 
and or you're I think normally there is an upfront. Phil's kind of explained that, but he said no deal is the same. Like every deal has yep. different types yeah. of perks. Uh, a good yeah. friend of mine, Wandering Dutch, says, "Good evening, all." Doing my late, late evening podcast rounds. I believe he's in the UK or Europe. I can't remember. Uh, he definitely looks like he came right out of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. He's a really <laughs> cool looking dude, and he does uh, custom controllers and console Ooh, uh, nice. paint jobs and stuff. And he he does a podcast. I'm going to be on his show as soon as everything fizzles out here for E3. It's been crazy, right? You guys yeah. are super busy too. He said, yeah. uh, less than two weeks till E3, have a great time. It's a great time for gamers. So, yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, so let's talk. <laughs> let's let's finish this PlayStation talk. We'll get into the rest of the Xbox stuff. We'll get into talking about Halo coming up in the, in the E3 show. But let's talk about this absolutely crazy, feisty deal with Aloy, the, uh, the new hotness on PlayStation. <laughs> For Horizon Forbidden West, there is a controversy that she doesn't look pretty enough to play. I'm sure you guys are on the same page as me. Yeah, uh, Benji, get us get us rolling, and Danny, uh, take us around the bases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, for, first of all, I think the game itself looks looks phenomenal. I am so excited for this game. It looks amazing. And as for the Aloy stuff, this is just ridiculous. It was so ridiculous that I made sure I did not retweet that tweet because I was like, oh my gosh, dude, this is unbelievable. Listen, your video game characters do not have to appeal to you visually, okay? They are characters unto themselves. They're not designed specifically just for you to think they're hot or not, right? And I think <laughs> it's kind of crazy that, uh, that people got so up in arms about this right like i totally get the defense over it but it hit trending i think it had something like sixteen thousand tweets that mentioned aloy yesterday it was uh i think that was yesterday right it was just complete it was just complete madness i i I was like shocked that this was a thing i first saw saw it starting to get retweeted like a couple times and i was like what is this ridiculous tweet and next thing (laughs) i knew my whole feed was just like non-stop all day on it so yeah. uh, the game looks amazing. Aloy looks awesome as always, and uh, she's not going to have you know tons of pounds of makeup out in the middle of a uh, post-apocalyptic, <laughs> post-apocalyptic world, yeah. rubbing wildflowers on her cheeks yeah. to get blushed. Yeah. yeah, Danny, did you see this mess? Yeah, look, the only advice I'll, I'll mention to this random dude that posted this online, which is ridiculous, by the way. Look, man, stop thinking with your penis, man. Like that's <laughs> come on. That game looks. The game looks phenomenal. The character looks amazing. What is the like? What what is the controversy? I, I just don't freaking get it, man. Well, like she looks, I, she, she looks, looks different good. from the last game. She looks different, she looks, right? Yeah. Look, I change. I don't look the same. If you look, <laughs> if, if you if I go to the picture of me playing Xbox, the original Xbox, I had hair at that time, right? My face was <laughs> you know, a little younger. Now I don't have hair. You know, like it's people change. You know, but look, the game looks amazing. I, I, I'm excited. It looks. It looks phenomenal, the game overall. Yeah. Now, the question that I do have is, is it coming this year still? Because they say they're mm-hmm. planning to release it. There's no date yet. Is how this is also going to look on the PS4. I, I'm so curious. Oh. Like, especially, especially the first gen PS4s. Mm-hmm. Like, how's that going to look? You know, because, uh, you yeah. know, Cyberpunk, if you play that for the first gen consoles, oh my God, it looks terrible. You know oh, I didn't even, I didn't even try that. 
I was wondering uh, yeah. that the whole demo. I was like, how is this going to run on a PS4? <laughs> like, yeah. No, you, you have a PS5, you're good. You're a hey, yeah. go in, celebrate, pom poms. Hey, let's <laughs> yeah. go. It'd be awesome. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Splatman says, uh, I, don't, I don't have the, the whole thing, but he said that I got his name right and he game shares with his daughter and it saves him a lot of cash. Like, if you if you mix Game Pass with game sharing, you, you're set. Uh, Eagles set. fan, uh, yet again, says, I wonder from all of my favorite podcasts, who is going to interview Sarah Bond? I would love mm. to interview Sarah Bond. Um, mm. We'll see when E3 gets settled out. They're not talking to anybody right now. They're, they're, they're like, zip. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of you are trying to lock her down from requests? Danny, are you, uh, you trying uh, to reach out to Sarah Bond? She's uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say much, but. Uh, Oh we'll man, see. you're awesome. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, awesome. See. we'll see. I, I, look, I haven't like I haven't really requested yet because uh, usually this time Xbox and every other company is just so busy that mm-hmm. when it comes to like interview requests, I I usually wait for them to contact us and then or after E3, that's when I start contacting companies. But right now, this time, big no no. I don't contact nobody from like companies at <laughs> right. all. Right before E3, it's just too crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if you're new to the show, this is Xbox Newscast. I'm Cole Eastwood. I'm hosting. I'm doing the best I can. I've got Benji Sales on here and Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio. And we're talking about all this craziness moving up to E3. And yes, I'm trying to get some Xbox people onto the show. Uh, that will happen after E3. Like I said, they're radio silent. Welcome to the channel membership, Wandering Dutch. Uh, and uh, let's see, we've got Old Dirty Gamer says a lot of you. Uh-oh. <laughs> a lot of European women are built for tough. <laughs> Those are his <laughs> words. Those are his words. But I, I'd actually like to give quickly my opinion about uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, I, I think the game blew me away when I saw it. And I didn't think twice about how Aloy looks. And yeah. um, I saw the memes online. Someone put the picture, the meme of the young... Uh, the young boy at the baseball game giving the camera like uh, kissy eyes. I don't know if you know this meme. It's like kind of a chubby little blonde boy who's probably uh, a teenager by now. But mm-hmm. they were kind of comparing her face to that. And I wasn't even knowing why they were doing that. So later as the day went on, this controversy that she has chubby cheeks. People are ridiculous. Uh, this game will look phenomenal. Dan, you're asking about the PS4 version. I think the game will look phenomenal like the last one does it'll just probably be stuck at 30 frames and if you've got a ps4 i think you're going to get an amazing experience and i also think the game will be 60 fps on the ps5 obviously mm. they'll probably have two versions a okay. full high quality mode mm-hmm. at 30 and then the uh, high resolution 60 you're going to love it brett yeah, bain says rubbing yeah, my hands together after seeing microsoft's e3 plans Microsoft making acquisitions while Sony is starting inquisitions. Oh, spicy. What were you going to say, Danny? (laughs) No, I was going to say, I was more talking about like the first gen PS4, the old, old PS4. The base base one, yeah. Like I'm wondering how is that going to look on that console? Not the the most recent PS4 console. I only played Horizon Zero Dawn on my base PS4. I never owned a Pro and it blows me away how great those first party games, mm-hmm. Uncharted, uh, Days Gone ran a little yeah. little rough, but still looked great on a base PS4. 
like I said, I got in really cheap into PS4, and and those game, their art style, their attention to detail is amazing, and I want Xbox to start delivering. I think we're going to see that mm-hmm. really, really soon. But mm-hmm. the whole For- Forbidden West thing is absolutely crazy. Um, so there, everybody's talking about the PlayStation, but have you seen this trend? Uh, Brian Altano from IGN was yet another big influencer at IGN to say that he mm-hmm. spends more time on his Xbox than he does on his PlayStation. Danny, I'm going to go to you on this one. Did you see this this tweet? Yeah, I saw the tweet. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it, and, and that's okay. You know, there's some... You know, there's some times that I'll spend months just on my Switch and I'll even turn on my Xbox or the PlayStation. I won't turn it on. And there's some mm-hmm. times that I'll stick with the PlayStation and same thing, you know. So it, it all depends on the type of content is out during that time. You know, there might be bangers back to back from PlayStation that there's nothing really available on Xbox for you to play. Like, you know, like I'm talking about like new content unless you mm-hmm. want to play some stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that, which which could happen. But let me tell you, like, there's going to be a time with all these studios working on the, all these, like, d- smaller games, double-A games, triple-A games. It's going to be nonstop content coming from Xbox Studios. It's going to happen mm-hmm. very, very soon, um, especially... Like it reminds me of like Netflix. Like every every Friday, this this new new content every every Friday every week. I have a feeling it's gonna be something like that for for Xbox in the future. I can see that definitely happen. So yeah, I I don't see any problem with that. Him spending more time on uh, because to me PlayStation, I play PlayStation exclusives because I just love their their games. I love their their, yeah. their story. But it, all those are single player games. It's not multiplayer games. So why would mm-hmm. I go back? You know, once I'm done, I'm done. But for Xbox, a lot of these games is like a multiplayer experience, you know, also single player experience, you know. So I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Benji, where are you playing most often? And don't lie. No, my <laughs> uh, right now, I would say really since this generation started, um, my everyday console is the Xbox Series X. Um, I still play PlayStation a lot, just like Danny was saying. A lot of it depends on what comes out, right? Like, uh, you know, right now I'm playing a lot of Xbox, but, you know, as soon as Final Fantasy VII Integrade and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart come out, I'm going to be playing a ton of PS5, right? And I was playing it a bunch when Returnal came out. So it really depends on what's releasing. But so far, I have been getting most of my multi-platform stuff on Xbox, right? Either through Game Pass or, you know, you're seeing some third-party games that are just running better on Xbox, right? Um maybe not a huge gap, but just a little bit recently with some of these games. So, you know, play whatever you like, right? That's my stance. If you love PlayStation, play on PlayStation. If you love Xbox, play Xbox. Um, But yeah, for me personally, I would say between the Series X and PS5, my Series X is probably getting a little bit more playtime overall since launch. Um, But of course, it's mostly due to multi-platform stuff and Game Pass. You know, PlayStation's exclusives have been, you know, awesome pretty much as always. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You, you guys find that you, I mean, I know I, if I play a PlayStation exclusive, I stay there for like most mm-hmm. of the month until I'm done. Uh, I just, I get in a, a mode where I don't want to turn that off and switch over to the other one. And and that darn remote to that other HDMI is too much work for me. <laughs> uh, I have a super chat here that I'll kind of point at you guys. Um, Edward King says, which would be a bigger moment? Battlefield 6 for day one game pass or... Kojima's next announced game, which is possibly oh. just an Xbox 
platform game. <laughs> Both rumors. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Or, or this Starfield. Like, this, yeah, this is a very loaded question. Or Starfield gameplay and a date for 2021. Well, yikes. I don't see that happen. But uh yeah. so quickly, huh. Battlefield Six, day one game pass. How like massive. That'll be I'll, huge. Which I, I could see that happening. And I, I know Paris yeah. on our yep. show he mentioned that multiple times like and he explained why because in november is a new call of duty so how are they going to compete every year call of duty demolish you know battlefield every single time so Mm -hmm. that's like the perfect game for game pass and also have available for retail but also have it for game pass on pc too so you know it all depends how they have that that exclusive deal well think of game yeah think about that like going up against call of duty that's such a great point and if you have an easy installment of 30 million people on game pass. Mm-hmm. Like you can easily get a boost of one or 2 million players on battlefield instead of, or more active on battlefield instead of call of duty. That's, that's crazy. Yep. Uh, what was the other part of that question? Do you guys, what do you guys think about Kojimo? Do you think he's cooking up? It's probably something we're going to see in two weeks at E3. Hopefully. Doing? Hopefully. I, yeah, I think this, uh, this might, Oh, sorry, Benji. Go ahead. No, you can go first, Danny. Yeah, I, I think it might be like a like a series uh, for 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 Game Pass, like a short game, but it's gonna be like a scary game. That's what, that's my prediction. Mm-hmm. I think a new thing. You're, 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 yeah. you're saying a new thing from a new Kojima. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think that will be perfect. Something like that. Oh man. Yeah, if this rumor is legit, you know, which you, you gotta always. Be cautious around rumors, but if it's legit, I lean the exact same way. I think this is going to be a horror game. We know yeah, so- he, we know he was trying to get a horror game greenlit, and he was looking for partners, and he even approached Stadia about it, and that through. So we know he's had something like that kind of cooking. Um, if this Xbox deal is real, like that's what's being rumored. That's my guess. My guess is it's probably whatever horror idea he has spinning up. Which as a Literally, someone who loves horror games that really excites me. Same here. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, oh, this is going to be a hard name for me to say, but I am brave. Abhishek Singh says, Should Xbox have at least coming 2022 on the end of their games at E3? A lot of people are speculating that most of the games are going to start dropping in 2023. That is a good topic of discussion. Mm hmm. Uh, Danny, do you think, uh, are you in agreement with me? I think their biggest stuff is coming 2023 and to be shown in gameplay next year, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. 2022 is not going to be a bad year. I I think people are still sleeping on that because we're going to see some cool games from from Xbox that might not be AAA. You know, there's still going to be some good stuff. But yeah, I think... um, the end of 2022, the beginning of 2023, that's when I think we might see some like, okay, now now we're talking the bangers, you know? So, but is it Starfield coming out next year, early spring? Or is this going to be a holiday game? Like, how that how's that going to work out? And what other games are coming out, too? Is it going to be Forza Motorsport? That's not coming out this year at all. The rumor is Horizon. So, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's a lot of, lot of question marks. And Fable is not going to come out anytime soon. Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. That those games are going to 2023 and beyond. Yep. Yeah. Or just right in 2023, I think. Yeah. Benji, uh, give us your thoughts. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're pretty much spot on. 2022 is not going to be, I don't think, a bad year. I think it's going to be better than 2021. But I wouldn't expect, at least from you know the little bit we've seen, because most of what we've seen for these games is really just kind of a concept trailer, right? We haven't seen mm-hmm. much of what these games truly are. So that does say to me that most of these are probably 2023 and beyond. Um but I don't think 2022 is going to be bad, right? Starfield alone is going to be pretty huge. And of course, they're going to have some other stuff besides just Starfield. So I think 2022 will be an improvement, an improvement over this year. But probably 2023 is when you get to the point where you're like, wow, these these games are really hitting at a consistent rate, super high quality. Uh, that would be my guess as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brett Bingham says, pre-order Halo Infinite today and get the Craig meme Spartan costume from Phil Spencer. <laughs> hey. You know, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Craig might pop up in the game. He's got like to a, right some like kind Easter of Easter egg or something. Egg. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I heard. I think it was Phil Spencer mentioned this during an interview. Like, there's people at Microsoft that are, they will wear the Craig T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's like a joke. Like, people just find that as a joke. Like, th- that's the thing that I love. What the marketing team has been doing, like the past year or so, where. There's memes online of people making fun of Xbox, but they flip it and they made it makes it like a reality. So, for example, was calling the Xbox Series X a, a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Oh, team yeah, yeah. A refrigerator. Like I, I love that type of thing. So, don't be surprised if we see a Craig in, in the game. I think that'll, I think that will happen though. Uh, you know, the, did you guys make the correlation between them making fun of Craig's face and then the other side making fun of Aloy's face? Did you see that? That was like the, uh, like, hey, you too, fair is fair. You made fun of Craig. We can't make fun of Aloy. Interesting. I wonder if that's where this came from. Oh, now that you boy. mentioned that, I didn't even think about that, but interesting. You know, knowing how shallow and petty some people get, that, <laughs> what, I think what's missing is, um, and, and none of these characters are real, right? Like Aloy's mm. not real. Craig is obviously a completely fictional thing Aloy. that I'm not going to see when I go to Walmart. But yeah. Uh, the controversy, which we we don't need to get really into, is about uh, the way that females should or shouldn't look. Mm. That's where you need to like realize, hey, if if, if console war is console war, you got to be really careful about that. But uh, Edward King says, just realize for the first time in history, ah, it's a great point. Halo, Battlefield, and Call of Duty release in the same year in the same season. It's and gonna be crazy. Two That's of those, nuts. he says. Holy moly, those could be in Game Pass. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, this holiday is first-person shooter, all-out warfare, <laughs> and then like yeah. three massive yeah. AAA FPS games, all within like you know a month or two of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the most the most important thing too is the 20th anniversary of Halo and mm-hmm. Xbox. So mm-hmm. you know that you know Xbox is going to go all out. <laughs> yeah, they're that. going all out for sure. And then there's yeah. Exomecha, free to play like indie first-person competitive shooter, and Crossfire X. And that's oh, all yeah. going to be in oh, September my God, until November. Like, I forgot about that. Same. Wow, I forgot. Ooh. So, yeah, that's wow. <laughs> that, that is crazy. Uh, J, JP Dunks Forces, do you think Halo multiplayer? The first being person free shooter games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you think Halo multiplayer being free to play, they'll bundle, bundle monthly skins or other exclusive items for Game Pass subs? I don't think so. Mm. Fortnite has a monthly sub option and monthly unique skins and V-Bucks. That is a very popular money factory. 
Yeah, I could see some yeah. kind of Game Pass bonus. You know, I don't know what that would be, but they've done that with other games where you get like, you know, like a DLC skin or something if you're part of Game Pass. I think Gears uh-huh. did some of that. So yeah. I could see some, I don't know, you know, how all out they'll go on that. But yeah, I could see some kind of Game Pass multiplayer bonus, you know, cosmetic stuff. I could see it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So yeah, tons of shooters coming, tons of really good stuff. And, uh, Holy smokes. Uh, did you guys see the Unreal Engine? Uh, an Unreal Engine demo. This is sort of something that we'll see kind of come down the line, but uh, mm-hmm. we've got new tools for Xbox is using Unreal Engine in, in mass right now. So mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait. Hopefully we'll see something with that for Gears, the next Gears game. Oh, my God. They're already, they're already moving that up right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's gonna that's gonna look whew, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder what other games from Xbox mm-hmm. are planning to 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 use for for Unreal Engine. Uh, the next year, uh, uh, In Exile's next first person post apocalyptic game is going to be okay. in Unreal Engine Five. Uh, I think Perfect Dark is going to be in Unreal Engine Five and. Hmm. What else? Interesting on that one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, fact, I I didn't know, about, I didn't about, know about Perfect Dark. Okay. I, I'm not sure about Perfect Dark, but um, I think that um, I think uh, they've kind of talked about what they're making. So I know that there are some studios that have talked about moving the Unreal Engine 5 stuff into or 4 into 5. So mm-hmm. yes, Hellblade 2. There we go. Hell, they're mm-hmm. saying in the chat right now while I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Uh, but yeah, someone's saying Indiana Jones. I can't remember what engine machine games uses for their, for their team. So there is a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, that was a pretty impressive demo, uh, that was supposed to be according to some of the fanboys and exclusive to the PlayStation five. You guys saw that going on, right? No, I actually missed this. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. I totally missed it. Yeah. So that was something that they said last year, I think when the, New nanites, oh, okay. Lumens and the nanites thing. It was ex- exclusive demo to PlayStation Five. They weren't going to show it running on the Series X or PC, and yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, I got a couple of supers here. Uh, Derek Myers said, "Is Dead Island Two really going to happen?" I've covered <laughs> this quite a bit. Uh, I think they're really trying, but it's mm-hmm. a mess. It is a mess. That, I mean, that's been happening for a long, long time, <laughs> yeah. but it's been having issues too throughout the years. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, not anytime soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've kind of covered that, but we do see Dying Light coming. Uh, yeah. This, this, uh, crud, I forgot. I think it's December November, 7th. I December. Think, or okay. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so, going to actually get delayed out of this year. I was surprised to see a December release date. I thought that was going to get pushed to next year. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, well, apparently they've been making way on that. So yeah, it's been going really well. Um, yeah, that was it's been a whole mess. I'm really looking forward to that game. That team is super talented. Yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. So um, so we've got a bunch of stuff going on for the Xbox E3 showcase. It's in two weeks. Um, Benji, uh, lead us off of what you think we're going to see. The the main thing that I keep. Uh, 
thinking is that this show i'm expecting some brand new first party announcements but i'm not expecting like in terms of strictly first party stuff i'm not expecting like 10 brand new first party games just because you know they do have so many announced that we've barely seen anything on yet right so i would be surprised if they did just tons of brand new we've never even seen this i think we're gonna get some of that um but, you know, of course, I'm expecting a ton on Halo. I think they're going to talk a lot about multiplayer on Halo at this E3, just because mm-hmm. we've seen the single player before. And, of course, they're going to want to show that again to show what kind of improvements they've made. But they've barely talked about multiplayer at all. So, And that's a huge component of Halo. So I think right. we're going to get a lot of Halo multiplayer. Um, I think Starfield's actually going to have maybe a bigger showing here than some thought. Because the fact that they kind of put it right in the teaser image, like right in your face, they're like, look, here's Starfield. That makes me think it's not going to be just some like short three-minute trailer. I think we're going to get an actual chunk of Starfield. And uh, and then obviously, you know, all the rumors about Forza Horizon 5. I think those are going to be kind of like the tent poles. Though like they really focus. They show you quite a bit on that. And then, uh, you know, and, and then a couple new first-party announcements and probably some pretty big game pass deals from third parties. I think you're going to see some of that too. Okay. Let me get to Danny here in a second. Uh, RDX son of Fett said, if switch pro is more than more power than series S, that's a win for Xbox. Oh, more money, more money. If switch pro is more money mm. than that's a win for Xbox. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about win. Yeah. It'll <laughs> sell like crazy. Also people are sleeping on scorn, Exomecha and others and halo infinite Lego confirms that Locke is dead. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well I really <laughs> i don't know i mean, that must be canon in with with uh <laughs> the lego uh jp dunk <laughs> says do you think uh i did cover that one okay good we're good we're good we're good all right yeah that's funny uh red x 333 says do you think indiana jones is first person or third person Ooh. danny machine games i think it i think it's gonna be third person yeah yeah Keep it, keep it like that. I think that will be cool. It'll be similar to Uncharted and Tomb Raider, right? That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Like that would that be would awesome. Be, that would be an amazing get for Xbox. They need something like that. <laughs> yeah, so. I'll tell you this. I, I think uh, that game will be on Game Pass, but not exclusive mm-hmm. for Xbox. I think it will be available oh, for all the consoles, but Game Pass because it, it's the thing is just because of Lucas. So I don't know how that Lucas Games. I don't know how that's gonna work. When it comes to that, so this is that, prediction. <laughs> prediction. And, that, and that contract would have been signed before Microsoft purchased them. So that's yes. the other, you know, that's the other wild card. It depends. I mean, if that contract flat out stated it has to be multi-platform, you know, it yeah. might have to be. Yeah. Benji, that would be an interesting think, one to watch. Do you think that these contracts, you know, because Bethesda has always been a multi-platform developer, do you think those contracts specifically say that you can't only release it on a certain platform if it was implied it would be everywhere you think that's something that really has to be said with with licensed properties there usually is specific wording around what platforms you support usually there is um like for example the sports games flat out state it must be released released Mm -hmm. on all viable platforms so Mm -hmm. it just depends obviously the other first part first party stuff right all the ip that bethesda owns there's no doubt about that right there's full control now at microsoft they choose where that goes. Right. The, this one is a bit of an interesting one. It could be exclusive. We don't really know. But if Lucasfilm had wording in there, you know, like that this must be 
a multi-platform release. What about Microsoft would either have to honor that or they could renegotiate the contract since things have changed. You know, they could, they could try to do that. Um, that, so who knows that could go either way. What about KOTOR? Like that was exclusive to the Xbox original, Mm. wasn't it? And stayed that way. Mm -hmm. It was. Yep. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you as far as that contract being struck long before the acquisition was, uh, pegged for Xbox. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might not have specified, right? It could have yeah. been that the contract was just, hey, we're going to make a, you know, an Indiana Jones game, the best game we can. And if they didn't right. flat out say you must release this on PC and PlayStation, then, you know, then they can do whatever they want with it. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if you were an Xbox fan, you're hoping for some sort of special treatment. You're looking mm-hmm. at uh, getting that for almost nothing with your game pass subscription yeah no matter what it'll be game pass yeah uh zero low down zero dollars low down says oh well i'm not saying that right but d at dawn maybe unreal 5 is in exiles next rpg which we covered hellblade 2 avowed and obsidian's other ip could be an unreal engine 5 Mm -hmm. uh gears like we said and everwild most likely do you guys know what rare has been using for a uh for an engine, I haven't actually really looked into that. I have no idea. That's yeah, actually a great no question. Idea. I don't remember what Sea of Thieves is on. I don't remember. Yeah, is that Unreal Engine? I'm trying I think to think. It might be. I uh, well, Sea of I'm Thieves. I'm honestly not think, sure. You know what? Real time. Let me go back to that Halo Lego comment because RDX Son of Fett said that Locke's sh- uh, helmet was on a brute's shoulder. Mm. Uh, on 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 must have been a Lego type thing. So right, I, I got, mean, I don't know. Got the answer. Got the answer. So this, so so somebody asked. Let me see, is this Sea of Thieves Rare's first game using Unreal? And uh, and let's see. Yeah, people are saying yeah, it's Unreal. It's the first Rare? one. Yeah, yeah. And for so that one. we have heard that Xbox is migrating their stuff up to or updating it in through Unreal Engine 5. It's yeah. it can be transferred up. So how much does that matter? I don't know. There are some great things that make their job a little easier, stuff that we don't deal with. But uh, <laughs> Brigaders Blue says, was anyone else a little miffed that the remaster for Star Wars Republic Commandos, I remember that game, recently skipped Xbox? Yes, I was. Uh, but that game's back and pat on Xbox. Did you guys play this game? First Stormtrooper as a Republic Commando. Remember this one? Oh, what's the name? What's the I name of the game? I have not played this one. Star Wars Republic Commando. It's a first-person shooter. It came out in like 2001 yes. or 02. Yes, I, pl- I played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got it. it got like a base. Decent reviews. Like you got a Decent remaster <laughs> for PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I haven't played it. PC and it totally switched Xbox. Switch like, to why? What happened I there? I think the game is available for Xbox, where you could just download and play it, but it's never been on. On the Switch or PlayStation, so that's why I think it, it got released like that. So, I mean, yeah, that opinion, was like that's how I uh, that was like a Halo game, uh, mm-hmm. a Star Wars Halo game. I felt <laughs> when I played it way back in the day. Uh, yeah. Son of that gives us more information. Says the brute with Locke's helmet will be a major boss. That brute that will fight. Yeah, there mm. will be boss battles in Halo Infinite. There's a lot to this game that we will finally see at E3. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we can't predict that we'll see at the E3 showing. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be a big deal. Um, so there's also Summer Game Fest 
Are you guys uh, keep an eye on Jeff Keeley's uh, E3 contribution to the gaming community? Mm-hmm. I haven't been watching what's coming up, but what do you see, I mean, Benji? He has a lot of partners. I know he's got his uh, like his actual like showcase event. Isn't that on the tenth? Is that yes. right, June tenth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we actually could see some surprising announcements at that one. You know, I don't know if I want to hype it to the moon like it's going to be the craziest showcase ever. But the the thing is, is there is so many games that are unannounced that need to be announced. Right, COVID last year delayed yeah. a ton of stuff, including a ton of announcements. So there is so many games that are in the works, especially at third parties that are still yet to be revealed. So I think we could potentially see some interesting stuff here. Um, I'm not really sure what. Is this where Kojima shows up, right? They do have a close relationship. If if it's not an Xbox game, because we don't technically know. Um, Because I would assume if he has a deal with Xbox, of course, Microsoft themselves would want that as part of the Xbox. And Xbox will be there. Yeah. So maybe Jeff and, and Kojima have a good relationship. So that's a thin possibility, but I don't know. This one's hard to predict, but I think we will get maybe a couple cool surprises there. Yeah. Oh man. That's interesting. When you think about Xbox will be at, at the event, Danny, what do you think that Xbox is going to allow to be at summer game fest, knowing that in three days, their big show is that's their moment. Yeah, I think maybe smaller games. That that's what I think we might see uh, when it comes to like Xbox and and certain other companies. I think I, I think we're going to see like the bigger bigger announcements at the digital showcase for Xbox. Like I, it, for me, it doesn't make sense for for Xbox to have it uh, available like to announce it on a, like Summer Game Fest unless mm-hmm. it's something small. I think it'll be cool, but. Yeah, no. Sh- sh- save everything else, the big guns for the show, like the the what you guys are saying about the horror game. I don't see that happening on this one <laughs> at all. If that happens, it probably will do it. it. It to me as a consumer, seen from the outside, it looks more powerful having it through the digital showcase, making that big announcement, like boom, something like that, instead of having it like a summer game fest. I'm not dissing summer game fest at all. <laughs> it's just it doesn't. It, it to me, it just doesn't make sense for for that to happen. Maybe. Maybe uh, the game awards maybe will will fit for something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I I don't see I don't see big big games for this one, man. Unless maybe the third party companies, maybe they'll yeah. maybe they don't have a digital showcase, and that's this will be like the best opportunity for for these companies to announce these games there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure to provide something of substance to Summer Game Fest, and also do your big show. So, Benji, what? If you're Xbox, you you don't want to phone it in for Summer Game Fest because it's a bad look. It's your first showing before the big event. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- what are they going to show? They I think they have to bring something substantial, some at least something. What's your take? Uh, man, that is tough to say because I'm with Danny that your biggest guns you want to save for your own show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... They have, yeah, at least according to Jeff, they do have some kind of presence as part of Summer Game Fest. So maybe they do. Didn't Sony do a thing not that long ago? Um, was this at Gamescom Opening Night Live that Jeff hosted? Something. They had like a small ratchet teaser as part of Jeff's show. And then they said, like, see the full thing at our event. Maybe Microsoft yeah. does some kind of little thing like that with one of their big mm-hmm. games, right? I don't know which one, but maybe they just drop like a small 
minute teaser as part of Jeff's show. And then they're like, hey, come to the, you know, the actual Xbox showcase to really see this thing. Maybe you could see them do something like that. Or if mm-hmm. they have like a smaller project. Um, but for Xbox themselves, yeah, I think I think you won't see a ton of big, big stuff at Jeff's show. I think the big games probably would come from third party. Uh, I have something kind of spicy to say. Uh, people don't really understand it, but Xbox actually has a lot of content to talk about and to share even this year and next year. And uh, actually, this came at the perfect time. Zero Lowdown said... Third-party exclusives like Stalker 2 are coming in the next six to nine months, barring That's delays. Warhammer mm-hmm. Darktide, a four-player co-op, uh, like kind of like a zombie shooter game, is coming. Mm-hmm. Exomecha, that for, that free-to-play first-person shooter. Tunic, a small Zelda, any Super NES Zelda-type uh, indie game that people are really excited about. The Little mm-hmm. Fox with the Sword. Uh, 12 Minutes, a small indie about uh, murder. Uh, I'm kind of elaborating his uh, super chat here. The Gunk. The Gunk is in Detroit. Oh, yeah, the Gunk. A, a promising little gunk. studio. Yeah, but Danny, you like the, the Gunk? Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Really good. And by the way, I was going to I was gonna give you guys an example of what makes sense to show during Summer Game Fest. So, like, say, for example, Psychonauts 2 might be coming out around August, September. Why not show it there and show a, a, a short trailer through the digital showcase because, like you said, Xbox has so much content that mm. they're planning to announce, and they're probably going to save a couple other ones for like maybe uh, Gamescom or whatever else is happening before the holiday season. You know, so mm-hmm. that that to me makes more sense. And have Jeff Keaton do an interview with the with the team. Like, I could see something like that happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that'll be one of the big takeaways for me. Three is that there are more games than you can handle. Uh, it just depends on, uh, one of the issues that Xbox fans or diehard Xbox fans that are mostly on the Xbox platform have to deal with. And me included is, uh, chasing the PlayStation method, Mm. right? Like does Xbox, is Xbox going to show something as amazing and open world and cinematic as horizon forbidden West this year? Maybe they won't next year. Maybe they will. Uh, but following that mode, you can really start to see the divide between Xbox and PlayStation where they, do, they provide a totally different experience of a huge variety of games for super cheap and all this flexibility. And PlayStation provides this honed experience that is tailor-made for the, uh, <laughs> the crazy people on social media that have a, a bragging flag that they wave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know uh, what I would like to see? I would like to see Xbox show more gameplay footage, uh, like yes. during the digital show- showcase. Like, I know we're probably going to see something like that for Halo, maybe you know, to show like, hey, we approved the the gameplay from like last right. year. But I think showing just concept arts or quick little trailer, like, I, I would like to see more gameplay and switch mm-hmm. it up. Ha- have those regular trailers. It all depends on what type of game they want to get the people excited like i think hellblade will be the perfect game to show as a gameplay uh because we haven't seen anything since the game awards right mm-hmm. so this yeah. will be huge for for xbox if they could do something like that for during the xbox showcase yeah i've talked to xbox and they say they like to show gameplay the year of release and their first party stuff isn't releasing until next year or after e3 but one thing that makes sense yeah, one thing I have noticed as I've followed E3 pretty closely is 
Xbox typically shows more games than PlayStation in their events, and they show more games that are coming out in that calendar year before the next E3. Um, but I don't mind Xbox saying, here's what we have coming sometime in this generation. Be excited. Have like a have like a a, a kernel of faith that yeah, there's these cool things. And I think they started to do that a little bit, haven't they? Where they've shown uh, Everwild and Hellblade 2 and State of K3, Avowed, Hellblade, uh, all these games that are coming in the near future. Uh, but yes, I'm with Danny and Benji. I want to mm-hmm. see more gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. Edward King says, I'm not quite sure what he means by this full thing, but he says, not making separate shows, just both covering them. I think he's talking about Summer Game Fest and their their big presser. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, there's going to be a big emphasis on Game Pass. So For sure. What are you guys expecting to see from Halo? We're hearing it's going to be a multiplayer-centric presentation. Mm-hmm. Which makes more sense. Yeah, they could do. They already show the 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 single player last year. I think multiplayer will be big, and also, you know, it'll be something amazing if they could announce something like, "All right, Halo Infinite multiplayer beta available this summer for for Xbox Game Pass subscribers." Yep. Oh, interesting. That's a home run right there. That'll and I could see run. it. Yeah. Go right now and sign up and be one of the first to play or something like that, you know, for a dollar for three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't that would think... be sick. That would be yeah. sick. Yeah. I don't think the beta is going to be honestly that far away. There was a lot of talk even last year before they like right around when yes. they delayed Halo. Um, Phil was even saying back then that the multiplayer itself was was in a good spot. You know, they they did delay, you know, the whole package to make everything released together and, and feel good. Um, but even back when they delayed it, he was talking about how the multiplayer was was in a pretty good space. So, yeah, that's right on, Danny. I could see the beta being not too far after E3. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be like a shadow drop right now. But, yeah, like you said, sometime this summer, I could definitely see that. Yeah. What, what about this? Do you think they'll release a short single-player demo? That was something that I think they were supposed to do. Uh, I talked to Major Nelson and I said um, that that showcase had a, a start to play demo like icon. Oh, and yeah. He goes, mm, that's interesting. I think they had plans to release that until the backlash that we oh, would what? see in the coming week or so that you would be able to download that playable section as you worked your way up to the elevator and over to the console, like maybe like a five or six minute gameplay demo, depending on how long you shot your way through that do you think they've totally abandoned the concept of a playable single player demo no i don't see that i i I just don't see it i could see more the multiplayer side as a beta than anything else but single player at honestly think about it when was the when was the last time that they ever released a demo of halo in the history of the 20 years of halo ever never yeah it's always, never yeah. Multiplayer. Yeah, it's uh, always multiplayer. Yeah, unless you go to a conference, maybe you will play the demo there. But I remember seeing uh, the Halo Reach beta came out, like a couple other ones. Yeah, Halo 3, I think it was too. Like if you mm-hmm. had a. That came with Crackdown, crackdown right? With yeah. Crackdown, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, came out, it didn't came out right away. Uh, it came out months later. But, you know, that we always see always multiplayer, but not single player. Mm hmm. It's pretty important to stick the landing on the multiplayer part. So getting yeah. that that alpha or that beta demo out as soon as possible is super important. Zach Yearwood says, E3 predictions, Avalanche Studio makes 
uh, whirlpool icon, typhoon. Obs- mm. <laughs> okay, obsidian star. Uh, We'll, I'll, we'll just do no comment as we read, right, boys? <laughs> uh, Avalanche Studios makes Typhoon. Obsidian announces a Star Wars game. And Omen going to be a surprise. Let's talk about Omen for a minute as we're getting close to wrap up the show. We've got over mm-hmm. 1,300 people listening live. If you've just tuned in and actually been hearing us ramble for quite a while about the stuff <laughs> we're excited about, I've got Benji Sales, a games analyst. And I've got Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio. And we are super excited to talk about what we're going to see in two weeks for E3. Uh, if you're listening on demand, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and some other uh, smaller platforms that uh, can get your earbuds ringing with Game Talk. But um, let's talk about Omen as we round out toward the end of the show. Uh, Danny, mm. tell me, you know, you've heard of Omen. So just speculate o- uh, Omen? until you can't see straight. Omen, explain to me what's going on with Omen because this. Uh... What is was, this new? Is this newish to you, or your? Uh, this is oh, very new to me, so I'm trying to figure out. What this all right, is. I'll, I'll lead you in because I know yeah. Benji knows. Oh yeah, Omen know. is. Uh, I'll use some yeah. legal terms so that uh, we don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Omen is allegedly a first-person vampire RPG by Arcane Lion or Arcane Austin. We're not sure. It mm. might be Arcane Austin, the bigger studio, the team behind Prey and Dishonored is making a vampire stealth-based first-person RPG. So hmm. let's go to Danny, since this is brand new information. This is brand new for me. Yeah, that's, that sounds very interesting. I would love to play that, man, if they could you know, pull something like that. you know. But the question that I, that I have is, when was, the last, when was the last game? It was Prey, right? Their last game? Was 2017. Yep. 2017? Man, so is it possible? Because look, Bethesda is known for always saying, "Announce the game," and then say, "Okay, it's available like later this year, like when it's ready. super quick." Or yeah, when it's ready. Yeah, they're really known for that. So could it be uh, this this year? Or if there's so much content going on, why not release it like early next year? If if they make the announcement, you know, and have that keep keep the flow going with all these games coming out, Psychonauts and whatever comes out in October and then Halo Infinite and then continue like that. Right. Cause that would be yeah. awesome. If, if, if Bethesda Xbox studios, everybody just continue releasing content monthly. Cause I think, um, and Benji, Benji, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, I know the year that the Nintendo switch came out, they had an exclusive for the whole year. Every month there was a new exclusive coming out. So it was yeah. Mario Kart, uh, Zelda. There was a bunch of stuff coming out. Tons, yeah. That first year was stacked for Switch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. why not do something like that for Xbox? That would be amazing. And have it available on Game Pass? Yo, mic drop right there. Man. <laughs> Real so, quick, yeah, Benji. I, I would like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the chat is like saying Benji's face says it all. You know, drop, drop, drop the, uh, <laughs> dr- drop it like it's hot. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say before I let Benji take, take the reins on this, uh, when you're talking, Danny, about this game, like I picture, um, I don't know if I can do this on camera, but I picture like the claw hands creeping in first person. You know, <laughs> you get that view where you look at the hand and you're creeping. You can you can crouch, uh, and I hope that uh, this game is one of those where you can go stealthy, but if you mess up, you can go just blood blood spraying, uh, utter violence, and and go killing spree. And but yeah, Benji, tell us what Omen is or what you think you allegedly 
no reportedly <laughs> and uh with a grain of salt and whatnot well i mean you did a great job setting it up yep that is that is at least what's you know floating around um i think there's a really good chance this is here yep i won't say i know that for sure because i definitely don't but man there's a lot floating around about this so i really think there's a very very good chance that this is here yeah whenever you think about it it's like you know Bethesda does need to show, I think more than just Starfield, you know, because that's just one mm -hmm. of their teams, right? You know, Bethesda was a whole, you know, publisher purchase, right? It wasn't just that they bought one team. So I think they will want to show more than just Starfield. I think they'll want to show at least one other thing that one of these teams is working on. Omen sure makes a lot of sense, at least with all the rumblings that are out there. Yeah, they've got seven teams. So, uh, are they going to show Indiana Jones too early? Or at least like make yeah, it, I think it's too early. You, think you can make too an early. appearance at least. Nah, I think it's too early. Yeah. Uh, I, I, let, let me throw a wrench in that, that gear because, uh Oh, uh -oh now is Colt going to drop a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is now I'm supposed to make an E3 predictions video or uh, what I think is coming. And I have a lot of information behind the scenes. It gets really crazy because not a lot of stuff is leaked, but there are some, spicy and juicy information uh, coming out about this. It's possible that Wolfenstein 3 doesn't exist. or Really? Yet. So if that is true, now let's just pretend that's true, okay? Yeah. We're I did not see that coming. And nobody's going to get was. in trouble, right? I mean, a lot of people think that the third Wolfenstein game is going to make an appearance at E3. Mm -hmm. But if hmm. they've decided not to work on Wolfenstein 3, that could only mean that Indiana Jones is coming out sooner than we would have assumed so yeah, let's just go assume at that right so if that's true if there's if you watch the show and there's no wolfenstein the next thing could be a showing of indiana jones other than that pan across the desk so keep that in mind we'll talk about mm. that some more uh let's see magic cast says do you think xbox addressed the lack of family-oriented games this year through game pass partnerships or acquisitions Big fan of all three of you. Much love. Oh, that's really cool to say. Uh, yeah, it's thanks. awesome. Uh, yeah. Xbox has a lot of family-oriented games, like we're, but they're also doing a lot of creepy, scary, violent <laughs> games lately, too. Have you yeah. noticed this? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm assuming he's talking about Banjo, Banjo. or Conquer. Bring Banjo <laughs> back. Come on. <laughs> Look, I would like to see the return of Banjo. I would love to see the return of 100, uh, 1 versus 100. I think that would be so, so sick if they could pull that off. Um, I'm thinking what other games, like family. Well, we're really going to get Psychonauts, too. That's going to be a yeah. big one, you know? So, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll we'll see. Man, are we going to see anything with Cuphead? Like, it's been oh, a couple of years. The, 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 the I haven't heard from them. Yeah, and the new series is coming out, so I think it will be perfect to That's to a good that. point. Yeah. Are they going to stay exclusive? Uh, MDH Studios, I think I got that name right, making Cuphead. Are they going to go multi-platform soon, or could they put uh, out one more game for Xbox? I think, and this is my prediction, I think that now that the game is available everywhere, we're probably going to see the same thing, multi-plat, but have uh, the next game or DLC available for Game Pass or something like that. Mm. I can see something. I can see something like that for, for them. 
yeah, it's not so much a family-friendly game. My son and I can't uh, get through it very easily. I get yes. too frustrated, and then I might not say something family-friendly next to him. Oh, snap. <laughs> uh, Dead Planet says, I don't want to bring up Banjo. It was a perfect time for him to say it. But did no one notice that the Smash reveal got millions of views? So obviously, people know that I'm anti-Banjo. You guys love Banjo. <gasps> I, I want Xbox to do something new, something cinematic. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's just one game. So when people throw Banjo into the request line, I go into the... You the, shoot uh, it down. You're like, no. Nope. I go to the leave suggestion box. I'm like... <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good comment. But yeah, I think um, to, to, to wrap that up, there are going to be a ton of games. Uh, there are a lot of stuff coming uh, right after 2021. But you guys know there's like six or seven exclusives coming for Xbox from uh, E3 on, right? For just the rest of the year, like we've talked about them. Stalker mm-hmm. might be in there. Uh, Exomecha. Uh, same with me. You got uh, The Ascent. You yep. got all The Ascent. Yeah. That is since July. I'm excited for that. Yep. Yeah, Score yeah. might be in there. J- Fonzarelli Gaming says Banjo. He's the <laughs> one with me that is, he's, we're, we're trying to stop the banjo, uh, the, yeah. uh, the hype train. Uh, I know that it would be great. I, 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 you know, you guys played Sackboy Adventure and Astrobot. Yeah, yeah. I love both of those. Both games are awesome, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if Banjo was like that, charm, great music, uh, obviously it would be brought up into the current times, then I'm all for it. Uh, Those games are great. But Mm -hmm. yeah, if you've joined us, this is uh, Xbox Newscast podcast, and I'm Cold Eastwood, and I have Benji Sales here to to sign us out with Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio. Uh, Benji, let the audience know why you're here and uh, what you're playing and uh, your thoughts on uh, the next couple of weeks. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on, man. It was awesome. It was great to finally talk to you and Danny. I've uh, been following both of you guys for a long time, so it's it's been awesome to finally get to sit down and talk for like an hour and a half. So, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, thanks for having me on. Been playing a bunch of Mass Effect, a bunch of Overwatch, um, gearing up for Ratchet and Clank around the corner. And, uh, yeah, uh, if this is my sign off, I guess you can find me on Twitter at Benji sales and on YouTube on Benji sales as well. And you stream as well. You stream yeah. games. Yep. And- I do. I do. Uh, I do like one live chat on my YouTube every single week. I don't put out a ton of content. It's just like a really interactive stream. Me talking to, you know, people on chat. We talk about, you know, whatever the big gaming news is for that week, video game sales, you know, business, that's kind of my specialty, but I talk about gaming in general. So yeah, I do one stream a week there on my YouTube channel, and then uh, I'm on Twitter like nonstop. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> too, too much. I'm on Twitter too much. Uh, Brigaders Blue says Gex the Gecko for Xbox, please. I remember that little game. I don't think I ever played oh, my it. My God, I forgot about that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who are you, Danny Payne? Tell us, uh, tell yeah. everybody where they are, where you're at, and what it's yeah. all about. Well, I'm uh, right now living here in Los Angeles, man. So I just moved here a couple of months. Uh, but yeah, so ch- check me out on uh, Gamertag Radio Podcast. We release uh, two episodes every week. We, you can find us on any podcast app. Uh, but now, you know, thanks to Cold and, and you, Benjamin, Benji. It was uh, awesome talking to you guys. And and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the next few weeks. It's going to be exciting. As a gamer, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Back then, mm-hmm. we didn't have these crazy announcements like now, man, you know. Uh, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the future for Xbox, man, because, you know, this is the 20th anniversary. I've been there since day one. I even remember, I still have my badge somewhere around here. My first media badge ever oh, was cool. for this event called Xbox Unleashed, and this was in New York City. 
And I was like a Sega Dreamcast hardcore fan, Nintendo fan. I was like, Xbox, uh ah. When I went inside, man, complete, <laughs> completely changed my mind about everything <laughs> Xbox. And, and that that experience comp- also completely changed my life, man. So, you know, this year is a, it's a very special year for me because, you know, I've been there since the beginning. So I can't wait to see what they have planned, man, for the future. It's going to be exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, man. And uh, you're on Twitter and you're on. Uh, oh, yeah. Twitter. My, my God. I mean, give, about us, give us a plug. <laughs> I mean, Godfrey, everybody G-O-D. knows who you are. Right? Yeah. yeah. Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-W. You can find me there. I, I'm very vocal with. I'm always joking. I wear Paris too. So <laughs> check mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. I mean, this is great for the people who are watching. 1,300 people that watch today. Like, this is our first chance to meet. So, like, yeah. we had an excuse to get together and talk games. So we really appreciate you in the chat for uh, asking us questions and uh, sharing the excitement. And uh, while you're out there, it, it can be pretty crazy, but enjoy the enjoy the hobby, man. There's so much good stuff. So I want to thank you guys. Give a wave bye to everybody. Thanks for checking in, and we will be out of here. Thanks for everything. <laughs>